Yo, 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 what's up, listeners? Monday. Monday sucks. Monday, November the 18th. Back with you here on the Three Ball Podcast. Three balls, baby. Three's more than two. Um, got a full, full slate of NBA for you guys today. Full slate. Um, got a got a nice little trek home, so I got some time. Um, so let's jump right into it. Uh, yesterday was Sunday, the Lord's Day, um, and then after that, it's football. Um, and so this headline, I guess, was a a big deal in the NBA. It's too busy watching my fantasy team going flames to Eisenberg. A bunch of BS, if you ask me. But that's... I gotta stay on topic. Stay on topic. Markel Fultz is back. Uh, was he ever here? <laughs> it's like, where's Waldo? But publisher forgot to put Waldo in the book. Um... Everyone's well-versed in Markel Fultz's brief NBA career. Yips, shoulder injury, I don't know what you want to call that, what he's been through. Um, But Sixers take him number one overall and then trade him year two. Uh, Markel Fultz is in year three, I believe. Um, 19 points last night. The uh, Orlando Magic beat somebody. Um, it doesn't matter. Anyways, everyone's jumping all over Markel's D right now. And not his defense, because he doesn't have any of that. Um, for a 19-point game. Okay? I get it. It's a little bit of a... Uh, redemption story, but I watched the highlights here, specifically of the 19 points, uh, looked at the stats, two for three from three, right, uh, Markel's biggest knock has obviously been confidence, but then his jumper number two, um, so I was fortunate enough to catch a glimpse here of a couple jump shots, now, they went in, but he still looks like he's shooting off his palm and like a 10-year-old girl. We, my brothers-in-law make fun of my wife when she used to shoot. They call it the double gooseneck because she shot with both hands. That's what it looks like when I watch Markel Fultz shoot. Yeah, he hit a three, but Vucevic sets a ball screen at the elbow. The defender has no respect for his jumper and why would you and goes under the screen Markel Fultz had about 6 feet to knock down an open 24 footer if he wants to stay in the NBA he's got to do that Uh, and then I saw another one a pull up jumper from about 15-17 feet okay I don't that's probably his range with that stroke I don't see how he can consistently knock anything down um anyways, right? I don't I don't see the big hullabaloo about a guy scoring 19 points. It, all honesty, like he's a bust still. We can't be getting excited about 19 points? You kidding me? 
Vucevic had 30 and 7. He's got the most 30 and 5 plus rebounds in a C. I don't know. He just beat some stat over Shaq, right? When Shaq was in his prime. Gets no pub, but we're talking about 19 points from Markel Fultz because he had an and one dunk to end the game when they're up three. Please. Give me some real news. Let me see that guy in the three-point contest and win. Then I'll put some respect on his name. Get out of here. Uh, speaking of threes, our boy James Harden. Averaging 39 and a half points a game. Holy cow. Averaging 39 for their 13 games in pretty ridiculous after the slow start that he had um but I don't know that we can be all that impressed to be honest with you I think there needs to be some expectations that are lowered here um sure the Rockets are 10 and 3 had a big win against the Clippers last week with Kawhi um on the road well the Clippers were on the road um Watched that game, kind of about the third quarter. Um, Harden was getting dogged by Patrick Beverly, um, who we'll talk about here in a few moments. Uh, Patrick Beverly, um, and looked uncomfortable at times, um, just a little bit out of the rhythm. Anyways, ends up with 30-plus that game they end up winning. Rockets are 10-3. and They look pretty legit again. But I'm not sold. Um, For instance, James Harden scored 44, 46 the other day, maybe 49 against the Timberwolves, which surprisingly pretty decent team. Um, However, he took 41 shots. I'll say that again for you listeners out there. 41 shots. Uh, granted, half their team was sitting out, Russ, and all that. 41 shots to get 40, we'll say 49. 49 points. That is very, very inefficient basketball. You can't be. Kobe shot 46 times and scored 81, right? Give me a break, James Harden. 41 shots. Oh, I, James Harden's big this year. We're winning the NBA title. I, you can't win. You guys, all you guys do is stand around. We're going to go back to the Clipper game here because I was absolutely disgusted. I was yelling at the TV. I don't even like these teams. Pass the ball. You can't win. They cannot win when they play this way. It, where have you guys been the last two years? Did you forget what happened? You get amnesia? Houston, we have a problem. It's your system. It's so bad. P.J. Tucker. What's P.J. Tucker? A 3ND guy. I could not believe this play. A little bit of a scramble situation. Austin Rivers gets the ball on the wing. Defense is rotating. P.J. Tucker, 3 and D guy, 
was sitting six feet from him in the corner, wide open. Austin Rivers thought he was watching Ball is Life again from high school. Put a little crossover here, try to get to the middle lane, gets fouled. Are you kidding me? Pass the damn ball. That's why you guys don't win. You're never going to win when you play that way. Gosh, man. I don't think Harden deserves to win MVP. I don't know. Not my vote. Not my vote, I guess. But I just inflated numbers, but you got to put that into perspective. He's shooting he's shooting 41% from the field, 33% from 3. Those are decent clips, and obviously it's James Harden, but if you're a coach of a D1 school, high school team, and I know it's it's different, but for the sake of argument here, like you're not letting a guy shooting 41% take 40 shots. That math doesn't add up. Can't get it with volume. Man, Giannis is efficient. Siakam is efficient. LeBron's efficient. Like, those guys do more, in my opinion. Rockets are winning. They score. He puts up numbers. That's what is attractive. I he's not he's not my MVP. His teammate, Russell Westbrook, two-time MVP. After that game, um, had a few comments about Patrick Beverly. Thought were pretty funny and somewhat accurate. Um, basically, that all Patrick Beverly does is run around and do a whole bunch of nothing. Just thought it was funny. Is there any truth to it? I don't know. I think. I think. Beverly does a really good job of disrupting star players. Um, I I haven't paid too much attention in terms of to the whole team concept, but in a game where it's basically one-on-one and not really basketball, moving the ball, sharing the ball, he can be if really, really effective. With that said, I'm tired of the tough guy that Patrick Beverly is Mr. Tim's in the sand whining after every call it's literally he's he's just as bad as James Harden that's like trying to say that fight between Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons and Carl Anthony Towns was a fight these guys were hugging and grabbing each other and wrestling no punches were thrown Ben Simmons gives him a headlock when he's on the ground already. That's not a fight. Give me a break. You guys aren't tough. Embiid, get back to the locker room, man. You're not tough. Stop. Boy, Patrick Beverly, you don't complain after every call when you know you're being the guy that disrupts everything. You're the enforcer. You're not Bill Lambeer, but you're the modern Beer Lambeer. You're the enforcer. You set the tone defensively with your physicality. So when you get called for a foul, take it. You know what you're doing. Don't give me this crap. You look just as soft as everyone else in this league. So yeah, I like what Russ did. I like what he said. Is there some truth to it? Yeah. 
With that said, though, Pat Bev would lock me up. No doubt about that. Um, here's a good uh, a break for a word from our sponsors. Fantasy football. Ruining your Sundays for 16 weeks out of the year. Fantasy football. All right. Here's kind of a little segment I have um, planned. I think it's too early a little bit, but we're going to surprise teams so far in the league. But there's just a couple teams that I thought have stuck out um, so far, good or bad. Um, Suns. Again, we're 10 to 12 games into the year, so this means nothing. Absolutely nothing. But currently, the Suns are in the playoff hunt. They're a five or six seed right now. I mean, you're talking about a team who's perpetually been in the lottery. Um, I mean, you got a stud, Devin Booker. I mean, that guy's legit, can score it in all facets, areas of the game. Um, Rubio, finally they got a legit point guard out there who can can, um, can facilitate, get guys involved. Um, He's stepping up as well. I think he's shooting over 35% from three, which is a career high for him. Um, And obviously that's been his Achilles heel. Uh, Throughout his career, you got some good pieces, Kelly Oubre. I don't know what he wears off the court, but he brings a little something to this team um, with his energy. The Valley Boys, as they call themselves. Um, Aaron Baines is playing at a phenomenal level. Been seeing things that if he continues at this pace for the rest of the year, he's in line for a big payday. Um, former Washington. Washington uh, State Cougar, roommate of a listener. Shout out. Um, I mean, I think Aaron Baines is shooting 42% from three right now. Um, Surprise team nonetheless. Can they keep this up? I don't know. Hopefully, you got to remember that DeAndre Ayton is currently suspended. Maybe he makes a difference when they get back. Uh, Maybe he doesn't. Know, but you kind of love you got to love what Monty Williams is doing now with that bunch. Um, you you gotta you gotta be excited for for Booker and that team. Um, let's see if they can keep it up. Another surprise team, the Timberwolves. Right now, they're currently in a playoff spot again. Early, early, but Cat Carl uh, Anthony Towns is playing out of his mind. Like twenty-seven and fifteen. I mean, kid can play. He's legit. I don't know that they got enough pieces. Um, but maybe little Saunders magic at the helm again can uh, revitalize that franchise. Uh, be interesting to watch. Not putting too much faith in him. I'm not a big fan of Andrew Wiggins. Guy really can't shoot. I don't know. He can't shoot. He can't pass. So uh, we'll see there. Um, Trailblazers, man, they're looking like the Jailblazers again. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, sure. Lillard's averaging 30, but they are 4-9. Hassan Whiteside? Not helping. Uh, again, obviously it's early, and they have arguably the best backcourt in the NBA right now, but 
not the start they wanted. Something to be concerned about potentially a little bit there. Um, I wonder if there's a little tension between Dame Lillard and C.J. McCollum with that kind of starting to wear on them a little bit. Uh, I don't know. That's just speculation. But they're a bit of a disappointment. You're talking about a team that high aspirations, championship aspirations. Don't know if they're there or not. Obviously not right now. Um, but uh, we're there. Let's see. I don't know. I don't know if there's really any surprise teams in the East. They're all mine. I guess Celtics. They're surprised. Suppose I didn't see them being ten and three. I think this suits Brad Stevens' style a little bit more. A bunch of guys who fit in together, not necessarily a star player who can go out there. Granted, I guess Kemba's a star player, but he's not a Kyrie Irving level. He's not a top-tier guy. He's playing out of his mind. I think he's averaging three threes a game. Not known for that. Um, but that could be a tough tough out there uh, down the line. I mean, Sixers are there. I think you're a little bit surprised maybe with the Heat. I don't know, they were, yeah, you neglect a couple injuries like uh, last year. Maybe they're a little bit, maybe they're in that playoff hunt a little bit more. Um, Pistons are pretty bad right now. They just got Blake back, so there's opportunity there for growth. Um, obviously, the Hawks, I think we're all expecting a little bit more out of them. John Collins suspended for a lengthy amount of time. See if he gets back. Obviously, Trey Young was hurt. So, I mean, again, there's time for these teams. It's just as of right now. Um, I, I don't want to say this is a surprise given the circumstances, but Warriors. Um, War, they got two wins on the year, 2-12. Two 2-12. And 12. Two and 12. Um, not good. I'm almost kind of wondering if they're trying to tank here on purpose. Now, that's tanking with the new lottery rules is going to be a little bit different. You know, you're not, they're not going to get the number one seed for sure. But you got to wonder if it's the back of their mind. They've already basically ruled out Clay and Steph. Um, and D'Angelo Russell's um, injured, I guess, four to six weeks, maybe four to five days. I don't know. Sprained thumb, I think. Um, so you're back to watching the Eric Pascal show with a side of Jordan Poole. So if you're telling me that's not a team that's trying not to win games, you're crazy. Right? I think that might put them in a really good position. You're looking at maybe getting James Wiseman. I mean, that guy's a no doubt number one overall draft pick with his skill set. I don't know. I think that's I think that's going around in their front office. Why not like let this thing ride out? Try and get that number one pick. I think that'll be I think that could be an interesting situation if they do. You're talking about Clay back, I mean Steph back, excited D'Angelo Russell and Wiseman in there. Draymond for what he's got left in his tank. I mean, could be an interesting situation. Um, something to monitor. Let's see. Now the best part of the show, Lakers. Lakers, Lakers, Lakers. Um, Kobe. Courtside. 
last night to watch the Lakers put a beat down on the Hawks. Um, talked about it with a couple buddies, but LeBron looks like an MVP. I mean, granted, this guy always has MVP numbers and produces, but like, legitimately, he's the only guy in the league averaging double digit assists. It's phenomenal what he's doing. And I'll. I didn't think he had it in him, and obviously, again, early, but he may be looking like the guy who be the point guard for this team in the same capacity that they're having, just a facilitator with his ball, ball in his hands the whole time. Obviously, uh, Rondo back helps. That guy hit two threes last night. Give me a break. That's not sustainable. Um, but uh, I... It's hard to say you're impressed by someone of LeBron's statue, but man, he's fun to watch. I'm impressed. I seems motivated this year, um, primed to stay healthy and make a run here. Obviously, having a guy like Anthony Davis is helpful as well. Um, but this team's got something, man. I think they, I think, I think they have an identity. And as much as we want the Showtime Lakers, I think these guys are focused a bunch defensively um, and as much as LA wants the up up tempo fast fast break action which they can do with their skill set I think that I think from what I've seen so far they're about that life they're about that that defensive mentality getting stops Right, getting stops, multiple stops in a row, stringing some in a row. I think that's the DNA of a championship mentality. Right? I think that's that's what it takes to to get a team to that level. Um, and I think with the way guys are playing right now, and you hope that they can continue to do that, you're looking at something that could be sustainable for an 82 game season and beyond. I think there's. I think as the season has progressed, um, I think there's more optimism for that um, with this team. Now they're eleven and two. They got two losses on the year. Is that? I don't know if that's sustainable. I don't know if they end at the number one seed in the West either. Um, I think there'll be a lull with this group. Um, but to go along with that, how I view them with their mindset defensively, I think there's a lot of guys who can produce on different levels, not necessarily score, but produce. Um, I, I look at Caruso, for example, AC. Um, talked about Devin Booker earlier when they played the Suns he drew like two or three offensive fouls I think a guy who's hungry to compete defensively um similar to a guy like Pat Beverly he's not at that level yet I don't think but 6'5 athletic guy who wants to defend and you can see it every game you got to get him in the game I mean a rotation between Dwight Howard and JaVale McGee I mean, if they can, if they can give you a fifteen and twelve combined, take that every day. Uh, KCP, I don't even 
sure he's had a couple games, but I don't I don't buy that for a second, man. Um, JCP's out there. We got Rondo back. Kuzma. Kuzma's playing at a much better level now. I think he's found a rhythm with this team. Um, 23 last night, I think. Um, big buckets game before. Um, Danny Green. Sky and high to throw putbacks down. Come on, baby. I think they got. I mean, they got pieces here. I think they. I think they have what's shaping up to be a really, really competitive team come June, come playoff time. Um, now the question again is: Does this team make a move, and should it make a move? Well, I think it depends. And I know I've said on this podcast before, Jamal Crawford, and I'm still for that. I'm still for that. I think that guy gives you a spark, right? I think you can buy in with a guy like LeBron leading this team, with a guy like Dwight bringing his positive energy. Um, I think that's still an option. I think if they do make a move, it's for Iggy. It has to be, right? I'm preaching about defense here. What... What better wing defensively is there right now? Right? That guy's top-notch. And he hasn't played, which could be a bad thing too, but you would hope he's in shape to some level and has some juice in his knees a little bit. Um, I think they make a move. I think they make a move eventually. I don't know what they're going to do. They don't really have any assets because of the Anthony Davis trade, which is fine. I think that's working out really well for them right now. And side note, the Pelicans have about six guys out due to injuries as of their last game last night. Um, I think that was not something talked about too much in that trade, but the injury proneness of a guy like Lonzo and Ingram and things like that. Um, I think you have to consider that. Anyways, um, I'll always say the Lakers win that trade. Um, I think they make a, make a deal maybe for, um, seventh, eighth guy, proven vet, maybe guy who can do a couple things, create, make some shots, shoot a decent clip. I think that's the direction they would take. Um, I think, I think they have to make a move based on the fact that, you know, other teams will make some moves, other competitors, other, other teams that are in spots to compete with the Lakers. I think the Clippers might make a move. I just got a feeling. By the trade deadline, I think I think it's essentially a bit of an arms race. You have to, you got to be able to compete on some level. Um, now, again, what they give, I don't know. Is that Kuzma? Don't think so. Um, I think Kuzma stays. I think Kuzma has a lot of value. Um, A lot of value. I think, one, he obviously fits in L.A. with the crap that he wears. I don't know, like, what's he wearing? That's L.A. for sure. Um, But he's, I don't know where his mindset is at, but I think coming off that bench a great spot for him and for the Lakers again we're talking about you're going to need someone who can score who can produce who can make things happen that second unit that 
that's your guy. Um, I think he's obviously he's a little bit older. Um, my opinion, I would. I don't see any need or desire to trade him. I, he would stay put if that was me. Um, I don't know what you would necessarily be looking for. You're going to be looking for a young guy who can produce on the level that he can. So you're looking for a similar asset. I don't know that there's really anyone that's worth adding anything for with a trade with Kuzma. Um, again, it depends. I don't. I don't know what's in the works. I don't know what scuttlebutt is around the league of disgruntled guys. Um, anything like that, guys on the move, um, whatever it may be. Um, I, I don't think you can trade Kuzma right now. Now, if you're able to, if Kuzma's able to, in the next month, two months, produce at an unbelievable at an all-star level. Well, in that case, I think you try to explore some things. Um, if you do, you try to get some draft capital back. Um, maybe sneak into the first round, um, next round or two. Um, and try to get someone who's a little less equivalent, but can still produce in some areas. Um, I think you try to maximize that. If, if Kuzma is able to continue to produce at a high level um, but if I'm the GM I'm keeping Kuzma I think he's a good part of what they have going on here I think um, as LeBron passes the torch to Anthony Davis I think Kuzma will in turn be that 1B guy maybe that 2A guy uh, to Anthony Davis's one so um, again not necessarily just a you gotta you gotta look at the future there a little bit too. I think there's a lot of a lot of value with Kuzma in this franchise. I don't know that there's still a lot of potential. Um, I think he can be a little bit more efficient and consistent, but I don't know that he's gonna be a guy out there like a Giannis or a, a Siakam type. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. Everybody loves Kuzma. Kuzmania, baby. But again, Kobe, courtside. When was the last time you saw Kobe courtside? When they retired his jersey? I got a feeling, I got a feeling in my bones. Right now, all my bones, my big bones and my little bones. Kobe is going to be a consistent face. A more regular, let me say, a more regular face. He's not going to be a Jack Nicholas here. Right, Jack Nicholson, sorry. Golden Bear, baby. Arguably the greatest golfer of all time. Um, he's not going to be a Jack, Kobe's not going to be a Jack Nicholson here. He's not going to be courtside every single game. But I think it's good. I think it's good that Kobe shows up for a couple of reasons. He's still the face of the franchise. Um, era speaking I still think we're in Kobe's era When we look back I think it's still Kobe's era So when you got a guy who's willing to come out And cheer on the guys Dap up Dwight Howard AD uh, LeBron 
I think that's great. I think that's great for the team. I think that's great for morale. I think that fires up Staples. I'd be yelling Kobe every time, but he shot that. Kobe! Right? Dwight Howard makes a dunk. Kobe! Every time, baby. Kobe's in the house. Um, I think it's good. And I think we'll see more of him. I think he brings a presence and an aura that pushes the guys on the court because of what he did and the level that he set it at. Um, and again, his, his daughter, Gigi, I think that's the one, the oldest one. Baller. I think he he's WNBA games, NBA games with her. I think because of that, we'll see more Kobe. I think that's exciting for the Laker franchise. Um, anyways, listeners, uh, shout out to a couple of, actually just one, uh, Taylor Bush, my wife. Thanks for uh, letting me do this. Uh, also, um, she has her own business out there, listeners. Um, a mobile hygienist dental cleaning. Go over to grandparents for a little Thanksgiving Christmas dinner. And uh, grandma and grandpa look like a hillbilly and they got breath that smells like an onion. They got looking like Shrek out there. Call my wife. She'll fix them up. Peace out, listeners. Until next time. Kobe!